Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, a podcast with lessons on life, love, and leadership. For more than a decade now, I've obsessively studied the King Warrior Magician Lover Archetypes, what I now call the Masculine Operating System. And in this podcast, I will reveal their secrets. So come now as we translate esoteric teachings into practical keys for how to rise in life. My name is Ivan Figenskevshelum, founder of Men's Initiation Reclaim You in a Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. Okay. It is time for another Walking with the Archetypes. Thank you for coming. And uh, again, I'm out walking the woods. This is uh, hardly a surprise to you by now. And it's been a very intense uh, 24 hours, maybe even 48 hours. For those of you who are in the markets, tracking everything that's been happening with GameStop stock and also the supposed silver squeeze, I've been in, in that game for the last uh, two, uh, two days or so. And it's been quite a ride. And I will certainly address this more in a future episode. For all of this, these shenanigans in the marketplace are related to the archetype of the magician, who these days uh, is being expressed in the world mainly through these kinds of financial trickeries and trickeries with language and marketing and propaganda and all these things in the dark aspect. And uh, we could think of that as a sort of dark magic. And uh, I look forward to having a uh, deeper inquiry into that in uh, a f- near, near episode, in, in, near into the future. But uh, I had my first episode of uh, Real Fire yesterday. Maybe I blew some of you out or maybe scared some of you away. I don't think so though. I think you're with me on this inquiry around the importance of having a clear stand in the world, having clear values, knowing what we're willing to protect, what we're willing to sacrifice for. These are conversations related, of course, to the warrior archetype. And in my work over the last year or so, I have taken the work around the warrior and the lover archetype a notch deeper into the more primal instinctual parts of our psyche that I call the creature and the child. And so consider then that you have this very savage part of you, which is hardly cultured at all. It is very primitive. It is like a terrible twos kind of thing where you're just screaming and raging and I want it, it's mine, it's mine, that kind of vibe. And then you have a very innocent, raw, wonderful little thing, a little child inside of you. And these two primal instinctual parts of you, they hold tremendous life force. And this life force will tend to be locked up inside of you. 
to the extent that you don't actually give the creature and the child a way to express. And so when we don't have that expression in our lives, we become sedated, we become numb, we become hollow, and our lives become boring as fuck. We're just like lost. Living out days of quiet desperation. As Thoreau himself so famously said, and it's of course a miserable existence. And here is where a lot of people go wrong with this. And I'm following up with this theme because yesterday, of course, I was exploring this idea of a white knight's wickedness. A white knight being a man who is embodying the warrior archetype in a very skewed and altered, distorted way. Very unclean with it, passive-aggressive, shaming. Because he hasn't integrated that raw, savage part of him. Call that the Red Knight. But when you go all the way down to the very childlike expressions inside of you, where there's hardly any cultural conditioning at all, it's merely a creature. Savage, fierce, mine. Eat, fuck, take, kill. Of course, this is the kind of force that our culture, our politically correct, wimpy little culture, doesn't like. This challenge with this, though, and listen to this, I think you'll like this, is that unless you actually integrate the creature, find a way to be with that primal instinctual energy in you, that child part of you will be desperately exposed. Desperately exposed. And so this is, okay, let's see. Shall we walk ahead here or shall we go up there? Cool. Just, uh, just as the fork in the road, we need to negotiate where we go. So imagine then, someone who's feeling very vulnerable in life. Very sensitive, very empathetic. And a lot of you listening are probably seeing yourself in that description. I am quite a lot like that myself. I'm sensitive, I'm empathetic, and I'm also powerful. Because that's, that's my stand. But a lot of people don't want to go there. Like at the beginning of my 20s, I didn't allow myself to go towards power because that kind of rawness I had completely demonized inside of myself in my interior narrative about the world and masculinity. Power was bad. Yet in the absence of power, my sensitivity and empathy became a liability because I became paranoid, feeling exposed, like that really innocent part in me was just too much, too raw, too tender. And so it would actually be quite debilitating in terms of my social life, my work, 
And this is the phenomenon that I see in so many men today. So many men who are of this more sensitive type. We, we do find the sensitivity debilitating. And this might be true for you women listeners as well. Is that while it's a real skill, it's a, maybe not skill, a, a gift of some kind to be able to feel so deeply. When we don't have the ability to couple that with power, here's what starts to happen. And listen, and listen carefully now, because this is all over the world in our culture right now. Because we're feeling sensitive and exposed, we will start demanding various kinds of safe spaces, various kinds of rules and legis legislations, various kinds of increasingly, increasingly tyrannical initiatives. This is a hard conversation because there are so many layers of nuance here. Because when you see somebody who is sensitive, who's vulnerable, maybe has a lot of trauma, of course you just want to protect them. But at the same time, if they're completely run by their trauma and their exposed innocence, their exposed child, with no capacity to actually claim ownership over the creature that they experience as having actually victimized them in the past, then that creature comes to be projected outside, just like the, the White Knight story I told yesterday about the dragon. It's very, it's exactly the same. The creature is the dragon in many ways. And so here we go, seeing this creature, this savage part of us, projected outwards. And now we're going to start shutting down freedom of speech. We're going to start uh, repressing and discriminating against people who are more comfortable, more actively empowered. And this is, this is the backlash of this a more um, postmodern, more egalitarian paradigm where we've seen for a, long for a long while the embrace of vulnerability, the embrace of trauma, the embrace of sensitivity, which is so important. But if it doesn't actually turn to a conversation around power, it starts to implode on itself and it starts to become tyrannical. And when you're watching the world these days and we're seeing how more and more people are canceling others because of some perceived slight to their comfort, that there's some level of minor annoyance, like a microaggression, they call it these days, then that is deserving of completely removing that voice, that expression from the market, from the world. This is a kind of twisted new form of tyranny that we have developed in our culture. And this is why the only way outside of this, or just another fork in the road. Um, and this is why um, we need to embrace the creature inside of us all. Because there is no way to use police or laws or the army even to make ourselves feel safe. Because that will only escalate the feeling internally of paranoia. Because the more we protect ourselves against ourselves, the more paranoid we get. And so this is, this is not looking real good right now. When so many people are so paranoid because they're so completely dissociated from their power and their creature. The savage creature part where they want to dominate, they want to take, they want to kill, they want to rape. All of these 
horrible things, but they live in us, they live in us all. And if we aren't able to own the darkness, first of all, we are boring as hell, we're dry, we're not sexy, we are uh, not fun to be around, because the dark side is the life force. But at the same time, we become tyrannical. We start shutting people down. We want to limit people's freedom to express. We want people to be weak. We want people to subjugate themselves to tyrannical rule. And so on it goes. This is why the teaching around the creature and the child, as a precursor to the teaching around the warrior and the lover archetype, is so important. So just, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful in the woods again today. It's, uh, we're walking on a lot of paths that uh, are not so familiar to us right now. So, but it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's a lot of new fresh snow last night. So all of the little undergrowth there is just covered in, covered in white. But anyway, I want you really to claim ownership over these two parts and to realize that only claiming ownership over the child inside of you makes you tyrannical eventually. And so the idea that empathy alone makes people uh, beautiful, makes people um, behave wonderfully with each other is false. It's false because it's just one wing of the bird. Only empathy, take a person with only empathy and sensitivity, put them into a high-pressure situation and they will start policing other people who are actively expressing power. That's just how it is. And having realized that, based on the conversation about the white knight wickedness yesterday, my takeaway to you today is for you to just look at the world through that lens right now. Look at the people that are embracing the child inside of them, that are comfortable expressing vulnerability and sensitivity, but that actively are actually enforcing a kind of tyrannical rule, whether it's through cancel culture or various kinds of repressive legislation. That's a, that's a tough little cookie that I just gave you, but chew on it. Feel into it. Because when you walk with me on the archetypes, the shadow side, is going to be exposed just as much as the light side. And today, I hope all of these parts that have been hidden to you have now been adequately shown light upon and that you can, from now on, start seeing these forces more clearly expressing yourself and in others. And um, finally, my... Uh, my uh, ally and... He's a mentee, really, but he's grown so much lately that I don't hardly consider him that anymore. But Ruben, Ruben and I, Ruben, he's now the, the leader of the standard track for Reclaiming the Throne. Him and I were going to put on a challenge for, a five-day challenge for how to take your power back as a sensitive man while also honoring the, while also honoring, excuse me, while also honoring the sensitivity and vulnerability. So. I would love to speak to a couple of you. So go to the help desk on innerthrone.com, send a message to the help desk, and just make uh, it the, uh, give it the title, I want to take my power back. And then I'll set up a 30 minute uh, conversation with you 
to just understand a little better your needs. And then we'll funnel those conversations into the creation of the five day challenge that we will be releasing some weeks into the future. So that's what I have to use to do for you today. Uh, thank you for coming with me, for walking with me and the archetypes. And uh, well, Michelle is a silent presence on the show again today. And um, it's been a pleasure to have you. Hope you have a fantastic day. Take good care of yourself. Stay strong, stay open. And I'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you for joining me on today's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a real pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you're invited to come walk with me every weekday, Monday through Friday. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive free guide.